There we go. All That's right. It. Hey, so we're going to switch right. it up. I'm going to be hosting today and I am here with my guest, Mukul. Um, <laughs> this is <laughs> Mukul, what are you going to be talking six. about? <laughs> oh, shit, dude. Oh, shit. Well, guys, as you can hear, my man Shravan's back. He's... Because popular demand and everybody loved what he had to say in the first podcast. So he's here. And hey. I must say, dude, there were a lot of people that were I had friends that were athletes for, and like, you know, all of them were like, you know, everything he's saying, he's like, like I think you were, I, I'm, I'm going to be very blunt about this. I think you were one of the first guests that, guests that actually kind of um, overshadowed me in a sense. Do you get it? Oh, or like, it just yeah, my energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the thing is, how I try to please, I just try to be the same with the other persons. But you're the only person that had like the same level of energy as I did. So that was pretty cool. Hey. <laughs> Anyhow, so today we're going to be talking about another serious topic. And the topic is going to be the fear of success. Hey. Huh, so how do I even start this? Just off the top of your head, what comes to mind? Um, I mean, when you say fear of success, it's more like the fear of what comes after success, what you have to deal with when when you succeed um it's it's uh it's 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 a long story man no matter what way you look at it it's like um even if you you know pass an exam you're gonna have to deal with college even if you um win a match you're gonna have to go to the finals it's always like what comes next right that's exactly, one of the things and, and that's yeah. what that's what kind of scares me what scares me is that uh once you achieve success at a certain level the you should always remain hungry for the success of the next level because it's it happened it's happened to me time and again where you know i set a goal i got the goal and after which i kind of just got so relaxed that i didn't notice on the, that i didn't focus on the next thing do you get it i i remember having a very long period of my life like that um <laughs> yeah like dude i remember i was really fat and then i i became skinny and then i just sat around i was just like i mean i don't have anything to do right now and then uh, i started lifting weights and stuff and but like after a point of time right i guess it became mm-hmm. like i was always looking for the next big thing like if i ever achieved something oh, yeah. it would be like 10 minutes of complete and like in insane happiness and then i'd just be like so what's next <laughs> yeah dude the thing is it i i see a lot of people that are just like you know that that can draw a line and say that i'm happy with this like if i get this i'm going to be happy with it like i'll be satisfied in life i can't do that but i yes yeah, same i it it's very hard for me to get up and draw a line saying that shit this is all i want cuz i always want more this is this is this is going to be a recurring theme throughout my life and everybody that knows me knows for a fact that i'm one greedy motherfucker <laughs> see it has its ups and downs because it's like it pushes you to achieve far more than most people but at the same time it takes away a lot of the happiness quotient of succeeding exactly exactly dude i have and i look at some of my friends it's uh not some of my friends just some of the people i met they don't okay in mukul your voice is breaking is it oh uh don't worry the recording is on my side so as long as the voice doesn't oh. break for me it's not going to <laughs> yeah anyhow so so what i was saying was um, right uh, i see a lot of my friends that have been in uh, like relationships for so long and have been in 
you know, which is not bad. But it's just that they they kind of got to what they wanted before they knew who they were. Do you get exactly. what I'm trying to say? Yeah. They, they yeah. kind of drew that line a little too early. Is that if you so don't wait, know who, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. What do you, what do you, do, what, what do you define as success? Is it just achieving whatever goal you've set out for yourself at the moment, or like what do you define as major life success? For me, major life success is going to be never ending. Like for me, it's very hard to define it simply because I don't have, I don't have a line that I can draw. For me, okay, it's but like I would say. at the end of the day that i've i've succeeded in something if i've given it my all do you get it i get that but like do you ever do you see a point in your life where you can look around you and say that i think i've succeeded i think i've made it where i want to make it yes i i have very definitely decided defined that point in my life <laughs> and that point is dude it again everybody that's that knows we knows for a fact that i've talked about this at some point in time and i'm going to say that i've made it when i can drive my 100000 dollar car my 100000 dollar mustang into my penthouse apartment the it's parking mm. go up and just look at the new york city skyline that is for me going to be success like at that point i'm going to be like up to this point whatever i do is just going to be more it's just going to be because i'm greedy it's not going to be because i need it Hmm. Same question to you. What defines um you? so far I mean let me put it like this right um everybody in our generation or at least for the past 500 years or so has been pushing the intellectual capacity to its limits they're just like they're learning as much as they can they're studying as much as they can they are hmm. achieving in lines of um work as much as they can and i want to see what the extent that you can push your physical limits to is so ah, that that's very um, interesting that's a very interesting yeah there's a line by socrates i don't know what the exact line is so you guys who are listening don't quote me go look it up <laughs> it's um he says if we are not here to test the uh the limits to everything we are given then why are we here absolutely absolutely so and uh, see i have i i didn't realize it up till now but i i've had that incorporated for a while into me and mm-hmm. i'll 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 tell you why because for me it's all about decisions if i take a decision and i decide that you know what i'm going to do this i'm going to be the fucking best at this that's yeah. when i start pushing my own limits like i've i've never a bit i am a very capitalistic selfish person when it comes to that and i'm going to stretch my limits to do what's best for me and the people that i care about like i that makes sense. it's it's i want to help a lot of other people i i really do but i i can't do that till i have till i've made sure that i've taken care of myself do you get it makes sense man. yeah cuz again this is something you're going to relate to a lot is because i believe that is truly ruthless out there Right. I mm-hmm. I th- I think that if you've uh, this is I talked about this in my previous podcast is that if you've got uh, if you've got a working body you can put yourself to work. Yeah. So I 
I I get you know there are a lot of other factors. It's never black and white. But at the end of the day, you can you're you're capable of making a decision that can help yourself, right? So if mm-hmm. I'm capable of making a decision that can help myself first and help the people that I care about first, why would I go be a philanthropist yet? That makes sense, man. Yeah. Right. It just okay. But on the topic, um, mm-hmm. what's the goal that you're trying to achieve right now? What's the level of success that you're trying to achieve right now? The level of right now, like at the current As stage in, what's in my your, life. What's your yeah? What's your current goal? Yeah. My current okay. So my current short-term goal, you could say, is hopefully start off my company by the time I'm twenty-six. I'm twenty-one okay, right now. That's, now. That's that's five years. I keep forgetting the age difference between us. <laughs> um, <laughs> but okay, yeah. Say say you start your company, right? Uh, what are your fears to succeeding that you know dream of yours to starting a company? What are the what are the drawbacks to that? Honestly, uh, I don't think about them. I. This is this, see, I don't like, know how, of course I I don't know how, we, no, no, I know I know I know I know what you're saying I know they exist so the just off the top of my head a couple of fears I could think about is how I'm going to get the funding or what happens if my idea just isn't good enough to cut no what if no no this, that's not what I'm saying what I'm, what I'm saying is what if, what happens when you genuinely have a good idea you get a okay. place everything okay. is set you okay. start the company all right what are the fears after starting the company after you succeed the fear of success so what is the fears after you succeed oh god oh god i feel like if like once i've done all that i feel like i'm i don't want to give up you get it i don't want to stop pushing Simply yeah because, makes sense uh that's the first thing the second thing is i i don't want to see the current mind how do i say this when you look at a mindset you always have to be fearful of what you've left behind and what you have in front of you because if you don't do that then you're going to kind of forget why you're there in the first place i don't want to forget why i was there in the first place like the mentality that i have right now i don't want to at all that makes sense yeah and uh, what about you what's what's up like i get i get the whole physical attributes thing but just in term like what's what's your plan how do you plan on achieving that well i mean like everybody else i'm going to go to college and see if i can get a normal job as well but um uh-huh. i have i have a couple of goals that i have set for me right now uh-huh. so um i have become a national international champion in boxing so i, I feel mm-hmm. like after i finish that i was always searching for the next thing yep and um then i went into mma and i became a state coach champion like in karnataka and mm-hmm. um, then i went into wrestling silver medalist in karnataka and i just every time i went into a sport it always felt like there was something better than this and um, i wanted to keep dabbling in mma but there was too much of groundwork and i just felt like giving somebody an arm lock wasn't i mean i i admit it's a, it's like a lot of skill to learn you know bjj brazilian <laughs> jiu jitsu and stuff it's it's a very very you know skillful sport but at the same time nobody's going to you know be on the floor with you in a street fight and a fight is exactly. determined i mean 
I would like to say a fight is determined by like striking. Even if you do Absolutely. manage to take a guy down, you're going to be punching. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Um, I, I, I did my research for a while and uh, I first got into this like Muay Thai mm-hmm. and uh, I thought, you know, I wanted to become a champion in Muay Thai and I thought I'd go to Thailand and just like learn for a while. And mm-hmm. um, I dabbled in a couple of different things and uh, I realized mm-hmm. that if i wanted to be the best at like as in the peak of fighting mm-hmm. i needed to make sure that i learned the skills from things that were you know closely related to fighting not things like you know that were based off like a martial art and stuff like if you look at kung fu it's not something that's used to fight people it's yep. literally like a very intense form of yoga i hate you know like discrediting the kung fu guys but it's not a martial art that you can use in an actual fight not a lot of people Someone just completely off topic you just reminded me of when you said kung fu i just got reminded reminded of vedant did you know vedant oh god hey paul he's, he's a wushu champion a... now yeah man. he's he's a wushu champion that's crazy yep yep yep, yep. anyhow sorry i cut you shout off shout out yeah no shout out to vedant man that guy is doing no, big no. things <laughs> but yeah um so I I I uh so oh, of course things like that wushu uh wing chun all of the derivatives of kung fu things that have been thrown off and developed those things if you train them in them properly yeah it's it's crazy those are really good martial arts but the original thing it's not meant for you know fighting and when you look at all of the other combat sports right they have too many specific rules in them which say mm-hmm. that you're not allowed to use this and you're not allowed to use that and mm-hmm. eventually it comes to a point where it's like if you're not fighting a guy who's using the same rules as you are you're fucked because absolutely if i'm a boxer and i go up against a kickboxer he'll have the kicks advantage over me if i'm a kickboxer and i go up against a muay thai guy he'll have the knees and elbow advantage over me absolutely and yep. it just keeps going there's always some martial art which is always better so i i wanted to search for something that was so out there that it would be like close to impossible for an outsider to come in and just like you know actually fight and um I found this thing called Let's Way. So, uh we were supposed to talk about this a while back. <laughs> but um yeah, so it's it's this uh martial art from from Burma, Myanmar. And um yeah. it's 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 rules are basically kicks, punches, elbows, knees and headbutts and wow. it's completely bare knuckles. There are no gloves at all. No head hand wraps nothing. But but is it is it the way karate is it is it the way that no 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 it's it's contact? not it's 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 a full contact sport so Oof. let me explain some of the rules to you and this is one of the reasons why i wanted to get into lethway because like i feel like if you're going to be in a fighting sport it should be nothing but you know fighting it shouldn't be like based off of how many times you hit the guy cuz like imagine me and you were in a street fight okay yeah, yeah. even if i you know tap you on the head a thousand times and you land one hit which makes my eye cut or something everybody will know that you won the fight Absolutely. but in a boxing match if i keep tapping you like 100 times throughout the match and you just land one clean hit which cuts my eye at the end of the match they're going to announce me as the winner because i have more points and yeah. i don't feel like that's that's what fighting is same way Absolutely. with mma right you I, see i feel like I, the, the point system is so broken points exactly. of perspective their perspective how can you how can you expect someone's perspective to define how a fight game is not right. only that how can you expect like power is a very 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 big thing when it comes to fighting exactly. but if i jab you in the face if i jab you in the face and you know i just tap your nose that's one point and if you jab me in the face 
and you smack mm-hmm. my head back that's still just a point right exactly so i don't exactly. i don't i don't like the way that it was graded in boxing or muay thai is the, and muay thai was even worse it kicks are worth like 3 points punches are worth 1 point elbows are worth 2 points so it's oh, like it's all the guys stopped punching and they just focused on the body kicks and um and you know the way it is with karate and taekwondo the single touch sports even if it is full contact it is based on you know just a single point and coming back so Absolutely. um the reason i wanted to go in that way was because if you fear success or if you fear uh, let me put it like this if you if you have a genuine fear of failure mm-hmm. let the way is the sport to get into mm-hmm. because let me explain the rules to you okay um mm-hmm. it's only 5 rounds each round mm-hmm. is 3 minutes long if mm-hmm. both of the fighters are conscious at the end of the 5 rounds it's a draw i could beat the living shit out of you for 5 rounds but if you're conscious at the end of that 5 rounds it's a draw even if you don't land a single hit on me it's a draw because we're both standing you can wow. only win by a knockout okay in the wow. first 5 rounds you can only win by a knockout and on top of that the most brutal rule is this rule called special rest okay mm-hmm. so in rounds 1 through 4 i don't know how to pronounce the rule in burmese but i know it's called special rest so okay. in rounds 1 through 4 if you get knocked out your team like your cornerman can pull you from the center of the ring or wherever the fuck you got knocked out they can take okay. you to your corner and they uh-huh. can slap you pull your hair throw ice on your face wake you up they have 2 minutes to wake you up and you can start fighting again wow yeah so you can be completely knocked unconscious as in concussion wise and if they manage to wake you up within that 2 minute time frame you can say yeah i'm still going to fight and um, i mean of um, course yeah if you look at if you look at the way like science looks at it yeah cte's etc yeah you're going to be pretty messed up but you have to admit that like if you're looking at a sport of like true grit and nothing but fighting this is it because it involves all nine striking points your head your two elbows two hands two legs two knees and on top of that it involves takedowns as in like if i can grab both of your feet while bending down i can lift you above my head and smack you on your head Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but there's no ground fighting there's no punching on the floor there's no leg locks there's no submissions there's nothing if you throw a guy on the floor you need guys that guy you need to wait for him to get back up wow and um yeah and i just looked at this and i thought wow okay if there's going to be anything that proves what the peak of fighting is this is it so if i'm going to be at the peak of fighting i need to be the best at this sport so that's what my basic mindset was dude i'm telling this to you right now it takes a special type of killer mentality to max there is yeah, yeah, <laughs> there is there is no way that a regular person is like see i kind of have a fighting background right so i understand mm-hmm. what you're saying i understand the thrill of beating the shit out of someone but the thing is oh yeah it, a like a regular person will not understand why we do this because it has of to, course of you course. you got to have that killer mentality and do that everything you just said that is so hype i'm on it sounds fucking insane but <laughs> okay so here here's kind of the topic this is kind of something i want to talk about and mm-hmm. okay assume assume what what's your final goal like ufc do you think you want to fight in the ufc one day um that's not i mean it is a goal of mine but i wouldn't say it's my final goal i feel like once i i mean hopefully if i do once i conquer lethway uh i'll probably get into bare knuckle boxing 
it's you've oh, probably seen a couple of videos of it yeah oh of course i have so have. yeah so i really wanted to get the banaco boxing probably spend like a year and a half there because yeah. the entire tournament it's it, banaco boxing is held like a tournament it's not held like uh, ufc where you have fighters pitched by promoters it's like fighters get in into a tournament type card and then uh-huh. you just climb your way up the ranks up to the championship fight so i thought maybe i'd spend like a year and a half to one tournament in banaco then from there with a lethway background and a banaco background just transfer over to ufc but absolutely I, i'm not looking at you know how much i achieve in the ufc per se because uh-huh. i mean i i would be trained in round gate but still that's that's not what my final goal would be it's like if i do manage to become a champion in lethway and banaco boxing i feel like i've peaked in the fighting world um if i get into the ufc after that i you know i i don't know how well i'll do but i know that i'll go a certain distance then uh i'm planning to switch from fighting to powerlifting at you know whichever age i manage to dip out of fighting maybe like say 30 31 32 right say i'm yep. about fighting at around around that age so about mm-hmm. what 14 14 years from now yeah i dip out no, of fighting I'm... and i just want what uh i'm glad you bought like bare knuckle boxing around cuz i've i've apparently read that a lot of these boxers like a lot of the bare knuckle fighters they hit solid things so hard that their knuckles break and when they heal oh, they yeah. twice yeah. right yeah and uh the mike tyson and shannon briggs fight see mike tyson's always been a hard hitter but the thing is shannon briggs has i think broken his knuckles 6 7 times like think about yeah. it yeah dude it's i i would see i would give it to shannon for being a powerful puncher but when you put the stats not, up he, next he, to it his his skill is nowhere close to tyson obviously not not only that right when you put when you put all of the stats next to each other tyson uh-huh. has fought more world champions and won um absolutely tyson's training videos right now at the age of 53 look better than shannon's training videos right now at the age of 47 absolutely. um on top of that no matter how you look at it tyson did have more power than briggs any day yep yep but you but it's It, that's going to be an interesting fight to see that's going to be an interesting fight see because the thing is right you say that briggs is broken his fist a lot but the thing is briggs throws a bunch of straight right hand like his his main punch is his straight right hand okay, that's yep, the reason yep. you see deontay wilder break his wrist because his main punch is a straight right hand so you're yeah. putting all of your force like your entire body weight into your wrist and knuckles and if that yep. lands on his chin and his chin is right between your first knuckles and your second knuckles that's a very mm-hmm. long finger bone So you can shatter that a lot. But yep. when you look at guys like Mike Tyson, he's not punching you with a straight hand ever. There's no straight right from Mike. I, I don't think I've seen a straight right hand knockout from Mike in a very long time. So Mike is all hooks if I'm not. Yeah, yeah, Mike is completely uppercut hooks. That's his game. And, and when you come in with that much of force as a hook, it's close to impossible to not get knocked out. I I I'll tell you why I absolutely understand the strength difference between a straight right and a hook is because I prefer my hook. Every time every time I'm training it's for me it's always hooks. It's always hooks. I don't know what it is but it's uh, hooks just feel more natural to me. Is it yeah, I mean, you, you or are you are you, you, get, are you, you get, What? Are you, is it the same for you or are you a straight punch? 
Uh, I'm more of like a mix and match person. So depending on mm-hmm. who I'm fighting, it's like I set up combinations. I have like some set combinations for people who are taller than me and who keep like a high guard. Some people who are like shorter than me keep an open guard. Taller mm-hmm. than me keep an open guard. Shorter than me keep a close mm-hmm. guard. It's like you have to keep switching it up. Right? Because like most of the guys who I fight in my division, uh, my height is a little bit taller than me. But okay. um, so when when a guy's taller than you, I mean you can set up some really good combinations. Some of the So some of the more like basic combinations that you can set like when you see guys hitting pads like twenty times in a row with different combination punches, I find it kind of stupid because you're yeah. never gonna be able to set that in a fight. No matter what you do, you're not gonna come Absolutely. with twenty consecutive punches. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like some of the best combinations that I've managed to set on people, mm-hmm. like you know, um, quite often is like if the guy is taller than me, it's usually a straight left, straight right. slip to the right then a right uppercut slip to the right again and then a right hook mm-hmm. so, so um the thing is yeah, i i i obviously don't have any professional like i don't have like professional experience in that level but hmm. when i was training there was uh, i'll i'll tell you why, when i realized that my right like my hook is the way to go is because hmm. so i was sparring with this one dude right and sparring is normally like you prefer not to go hard especially when you're an amateur yeah and of course but this guy was this guy had been training for like 3 months 4 months so and i was only a month into it so this was still early for me and it was early for him too but he obviously had a lot more experience than me and he was like the skinny fast dude right you know how those guys with like 3% body fat <laughs> Like oh god just, annoying just just insane muscle and speed just he was one of those right i i'm a big dude so he comes along and i you know i had my guard up but i obviously wasn't guarding as hard cuz i knew that he wasn't going to hit as hard cuz that we were sparring right now this dude comes along straight right through my guard right i was i i didn't think he was going to go ahead with that part and it kind of just pissed me off on god i did not think that fight it's it's I, it's obviously not could to do that but i did not think i was purely based off a of muscle memory i don't know where it was coming from but it was all just my right hook bro holy shit i did not know i had that strength i genuinely did yeah. not know i had that strength cuz i i think you'll understand what i'm trying to say is that when you're when you stop thinking and you go to muscle memory you hit harder that's what i feel cuz that's true that's that's, true. Th- that's happened to me in multiple sports even in basketball the shots i would like the crucial shots and like the shots that i would make that would be completely insane ones are the ones that i wouldn't think about they just came naturally yeah. so that that's that's a very interesting factor and i don't know why there's not a lot of research done into this, how a muscle memory guides us to be better i would say it's more of like how much of your muscle your brain can unlock at the moment Absolutely. If you look, yep. if you look at it, like mothers getting scared when the child is doing something, like I've seen a video of this dude lifting a car when his like kid goes under it and almost gets crushed. Right? He just picks it up from the side. And yep. normally, a guy of that size wouldn't be able to do that. But yep. it's that like sheer determination of I don't care what I have to lose, I'm going to make this happen. And that's when you know you realize that you can unlock a lot more of your muscle potential. It's just that. human brains have a limit of because even though we don't consciously think about it our body needs to make sure that our muscle doesn't just drain out immediately Absolutely. and 
I mean, of course, I've, I've seen this happen first, and like I remember the first couple of matches that I went to, not you know the first couple that I lost, the first couple that mm. I won. <laughs> um, I remember going in, and I was, it's like I was just completely pissed, right? Like as in, I had no idea who the other guy was, but I felt like going in there and just like letting out all of my anger. And only later on did I realize how stupid it was. Even though I won, I realized that mm. I go in. There's only about like 15 punches, not not even 15, but 12 punches maybe. And yep, the guy yep. gets like completely battered, knocked the fuck out. And I go back to my corner, and my arms are like sore. My head is spinning. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? What is this? And I realize that that's that's the level that you reach when when you when you like start letting go of of how much you put a mental limiter on yourself. But at the same time, it's like pretty unhealthy to you know your physical condition. Yep. I feel like I'll tell you what. I feel like this is a conversation we need to have. when we talk about when we talk about stuff like the things that the mind can control from our muscles to you know mm, just our pure true, mental true. thinking capability i feel like we, mm. we should do a whole other episode just based off of psychedelics and muscle strength hey. and like how the mind can actually control. right cuz the thing is did you hear that guys the next time i'm here we're going to be talk about shrooms and lsd get your dmt pads <laughs> out dmt <laughs> dmt so there was okay, there was a yeah. joro uh so you know how it uh, oh, hey that's crazy man have you ever tried dmt yes <laughs> yes oh man oh shit for the guys who haven't watched it yet go look up the video which is called joe rogan interviews a chimp you will fall in love with that it is the greatest video that has ever been of given to mankind all time so yeah okay so okay so this now the next and the final topic that we will talk about is do you ever feel i feel like every time i achieve a goal there's this kind of fear that comes over me that just makes me feel like oh shit it's all going to snap oh shit it's all going to what it's, it's all going to snap now like it's all going to go to shit again like the minute you achieve the slightest of success just a emotion comes along that just says that oh shit you know what i need to take care of this or this is all just going to go to shit like when all of uh, when is all of this just going to go back cuz uh, you so- see i i i guess um i don't want to seem depressing when i say this but i don't uh-huh. think i've ever been i i'm not saying i'm not achieved stuff but i uh-huh. think growing up um i just always never felt like i did well enough or you know achieved enough so for me it's like i remember when i won the international gold medal i was coming back and i think i was happy for about the first half an hour when they put it around my neck Mm-hmm. and as soon as that first half an hour wore off it was just like i was sitting there and i just thought this is not good enough so exactly. for me exactly yeah i'm so glad you feel that way because it is absolutely the same for me it's but you know how you say that this is not good enough for me it comes with a mixed emotion of saying that oh shit how did i even do this do you get it yeah exactly it's, it's like oh my god i'm so proud of myself but is this all i can do it I feel like it's just a it, it's just a how it's just how we've been grown up that we're mm-hmm. so used to just being opposite like we're used to adversity I would say we're just mm-hmm. so yeah. used to being against the ropes that every time we even get the slightest of a breather we're just like no I was comfortable where I was before 
let's say you're in a talking stage with anyone or even mm-hmm. a relationship stage with anyone mm-hmm. once you have that level of trust with someone mm-hmm. the slightest imbalance could just fuck shit up absolutely and, and it's it's, it's, it's not, not something that everybody part. notices yep yep it's not just a girl department either i'm i'm even talking about like even my grades. homies I, homies dude oh yes grades homies just all of this shit it's like all it takes is one little slip up just oh 100% right and and i feel like that that's been kind of keeping me on edge is that i it's just that i'm just like i'm always at like in between worlds i always it it just comes back to the whole thing that i don't know what it is it like maybe this. i'm so used it. to be but let me put it like this um the same exact ideology i train for four months before a match i know i'm at peak condition dude walks in the ring with me and all i can think of is if i'm slow for 0.5 seconds and he catches me with one good right hand these four months mean fuck all it could take exactly. 0.5 seconds nice motion exactly it could take 0.5 seconds for him to send me to the afterlife like that's <laughs> no matter what you do there's always going to be some chance of mass failure because of something very small and i feel like that's that's kind of what that's the proof here of success is that you can lose it all a man that yeah. has nothing to lose like we talk, both of us talked about this in that episode is that if you have nothing to lose you have nothing to worry about but the minute you have something to lose you have everything yeah of course so once see guys if you look at guys who have nothing to lose and they come in the ring and stuff there's one of two people there are guys who are completely reckless they don't give a shit they are just out there because they don't have like literally nothing better to do and uh-huh. then you have the guys who have lost everything they're at a point in their life where either they've grown up with nothing or they had something and then they lost it but at whatever point they are right now they have nothing in their hand and they know the value of everything that they could have and when you have no- nothing to lose and everything to gain that makes you the most dangerous man on the planet absolutely absolutely but you know i th- i think you summed it up you summed it up fairly well but i feel like that's the truth to your success i mean i mean you're take success for example right if if you're a guy who's who has so much of things to lose like say say i'm like i say i was in your shoes right say i'm starting a business um mm-hmm. the reason i'd have a fear of success is because even after i succeed there's so much of shit that i have to you know put my head down to and like actually like concentrate on to make sure the business runs like steadily i have to make sure that all of my finances are in check that actual business does well we get you know new co- connections etc and when you have a guy who has nothing to lose at all say i was in your shoes except all i had was you know a loan from some guy or not even a loan all i had was money that i've saved up yeah. over a long amount of time to start a business instead of you know starting from where you are right now with like a degree and everything else yeah. if i was starting from absolute bare minimum even if all the money went to waste i'd have said oh man at least i tried because i have yeah. nothing to lose even if i didn't do that i'd still be where i am right now absolutely absolutely so it's there are a lot of adverse emotions and there's so many things that people don't talk about the 
think about the biggest person that kind of I won't say lost everything. Look, look at Bezos. Bezos lost lost half his money in a divorce. Right. Look at Elon Musk. Elon. Is that exactly the thing is he, him and Elon Musk both fuck around a lot. Both are messed up. But both of them have put themselves in a position where they're just like you know what. I don't want to say this, but other than their health, they're untouchable. Think about it. Other than their health, they're untouchable. How can you even? How there is no dude. You think police is gonna arrest Bezos? You think if he does anything wrong, maybe other than like genocide, he's gonna be arrested? Exactly, dude. It's it it's the power that comes with money is insane. Is insane. Yeah. Uh huh. Guy called who? Look. Uh. Uh. I I think I have. I think I have. That's a very familiar name to me. Mm-hmm.
Mm-hmm. So do you do you believe the fact that when you put an energy out in the world, it kind of matters? For example, I say something in a. So can I tell you something really creepy right now? You know how I literally just told you about this girl and how it's actually going well. She just texted me something fucked up, and I think I've just lost all interest. No, 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 Nah, 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 she's white, she's white, she's American. <laughs> nah, stop, bro. Hell <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. I... Oh, absolutely. Dude, the thing is, this is, this is, this is what I talk about. This is, this is the power of words. This is how you manifest shit that happens to you. Oh, God. <laughs> Shit. Anyhow, I I I feel like this is I feel like this this is a good end to end this podcast. We thought this was gonna be half an hour, but it's already I think it's gonna be one hour. So <laughs> good podcast. We're gonna have another episode soon. I'm 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 not sure yet. <laughs> I'm not sure yet. <laughs> Man, that that's not gonna happen anytime soon. That's not gonna happen. I'm yeah. Right, anyways, good episode. <laughs> and I'll thank you for listening. I'll thank you, Shaman, as usual. Follow. <laughs> and I'll I'll thank you for listening. See you.